Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Cara. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Front Row Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. And uh, today my guest is Mr. Ben Gardner from OrlandoBands.com as we are talking about this uh, new or somewhat somewhat what new uh, exciting entity you have here with uh, Orlando Bands. It is called Local Music Guild, and I understand you have a lot of uh, classes and you do uh, different programs and even have a, a TV show that you stream live. So, so Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you know uh, how this was created and what you got going on here. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike, for having me back. Uh, glad to be back on the show and all that, man. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've been doing a lot with the OrlandoBands.com project. Um, you know, it keeps us really busy. I guess I'll kind of, for those who aren't familiar with that, I'll explain what we're doing with that a little bit. Um, OrlandoBands.com, we're producing shows and events. We've got a large amount of festivals that we're doing. Um, throughout the year that range anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 people in attendance. And then we also have our studio, which is located in the Central Florida area. So if bands are looking for a place to rehearse or a place to track or record, we also do photography. We have green screen room for video work, all that kind of stuff. And then um, we also have internship programs. So with the OrlandoBands.com, we keep 20 to 25 interns on the project at all times. We have uh, three different schools that we work through um, that uh, that we kind of get them from. But we also have um, students that come in from other schools that we don't normally work with as well, too. So, um, so that keeps us keeps us kind of rolling. And then we also do in-house marketing and graphic design, EPK development. So a little bit of everything. It's kind of a one-stop shop. Um, for AV rentals, we have a couple of mobile stage systems that go out um, for different all sorts of different types of events. And, of course, there's just the basic equipment rentals, lighting, set, and scenic and stuff. So that's where we've been with Orlando Bands, and it's just been growing and growing over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, and so we've got a new project that we're that we are really really excited to be releasing. We have a launch party coming up May 18th for it. Um, we're going to uh, be live streaming it. So our local music guild program, um, basically what it is, it's a it's a crowd funded uh, like a tier based system that offers um, artist development services for artists and then we also are hosting network functions and music conferences and things like that so on the website if you go to localmusicguild.com you can check it out um, you'll see that we're we're doing uh, we're live streaming shows. Uh, we're live streaming content like talk shows uh, every Thursday night. We're doing a show at 7 p.m. that you can tune into. We're live streaming at the Facebook, but you can also find it on the localmusicguild.com site. Um, and then beyond that, there's a couple of different other things that we're streaming. We have Local Music Guild live content, and then we have Local Music Guild workshops. Our live content uh, consists of the talk shows, things like that, but it also has musical performances from artists. So we're live streaming concerts and things like that from the studio or even or even from other venues. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And then... Uh, the other side of it is the workshops. Again, the, the program is a tier-based, uh, crowd-funded 
program, so it kind of works uh, like Patreon works. So there's uh, for as little as a dollar a month, um, anybody can become a local music guild member, and then we also have a five dollar, a ten dollar month, twenty five, and it kind of goes on up. Uh, depending on which tier you're on, determines the access levels that you have to the different content. Um, so the workshop content consists of more educational side and artist development services. So what we're doing there is producing like how to videos. Um, and then we're also doing like exclusive interviews with industry professionals and delivering content and knowledge in that way as well too. And then also on the live side. So local music guild members also get perks and things for, um, our music conferences and, and our events and stuff like that, that we're doing as well. So, um, it's a really, really exciting, uh, new project that we're releasing. We won't really see anybody else doing anything like this. So, um, you know, we're, we're happy to release it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great, uh, Ben. So, again, now, as far as the bands and musicians you have coming to you for these workshops, have sure. for these programs, so there are all levels. I mean, it's, it's never too early, never too late. So even people that are even thinking about starting a band, could this be something for them? Or? Absolutely. Um, right now, with the OrlandoBands.com project, we've got over 1,700 bands registered in our database that's here in the local central florida area um and with the local music guild um it's really caters to bands that are starting up or bands that are in their infancy um because we're tackling a lot of early on topics for bands like their music publishing their infrastructure as far as their copyrights and how to distribute music and we're just taking industry trends that we see happening with other artists and our advisory board members um, that are feeding us information on how this industry is changing and we're taking that information and red flagging anything that we think uh, would be hindering or that could possibly allow bands to move forward or monetize in new ways and we're just taking that information and injecting it into the into the community so that they're better off, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so anybody... Yeah, any musicians out there? I've, we've even got some poets and uh, even some comedians that have jumped oh, on it just yeah. because they're finding the information. Uh, so uh, it, it crosses over, you know, promotion's promotion, marketing's marketing, you know what I mean? So um, we're having other people in other realms even start to, to jump on the programs too, which is pretty exciting, you know, something we didn't expect to have happen really. But um, yeah. And is that something that you focus on with these workshops and classes is is marketing, especially, you know, if you're an established band or you've got a great sound that that part of it is to get that sound out to to the world. Absolutely. I think they said there's something like 20,000 songs or something being uploaded to platforms like Spotify and iTunes and stuff a day. So um, it's kind of like having a giant swimming pool and, you know. At the very beginning, it was cool. To, you could see who was drowning. You could see who was swimming well and who was good at swimming. Um, but th- this day and age, there's so many people in that pool. It's very, very hard to, to determine who is the good swimmers, who's the bad swimmers, who you should be paying attention to and, and all that. I mean, I won't listen to 20,000 unique tracks of music in the next 10 years when I work in this industry. Yeah. So how do you expect that? Uh, amount of content to, to be be releasing to, to find the proper ears so um, our our real uh, our real idea with this new program is is better preparing artists so that they can find the proper ears for their music and their messages um, we, we feel that the the infrastructure for 
this entertainment industry has collapsed and it's changing. The old isn't what's working and there's something new happening and we're seeing a lot of new trends that um, are working. It's just we got to get that information yeah. out, you know, on how to make your project work for you because every every walk and every venture in this industry and the arts especially is very, very unique um, and, and how you handle it and how you do it. Uh, you know, the, it, it all depends. Uh, you'll have a better success if you're better prepared and, and you're planning and you're and you're being effective on what you're doing. If you if you're trying old school methods, you may not have you may not have a much of a shot. It doesn't doesn't matter how great your music is. Doesn't matter how talented you are. Even um, unfortunately, this is an industry that's changed. That it doesn't reflect talent. Isn't highlighted in this industry as much anymore. It's 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 more about. Um, other aspects. If it was about talent, I guarantee the radio would yeah. be a completely different monster, you know. But um, so we want to make sure our hearts with the local music side, and then I believe in organic music. I, uh, our team believes in organic music. We don't believe in industry made. We don't believe in manufactured products. We don't believe. We believe in singer songwriter. Um, and organic bands that uh, push hard, and 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 that's what we want to support with this, you know. And, you know, speaking about songwriting, Ben, I'm sure you have songwriting workshops, but can you really teach songwriting? I mean, there's a for, is there a perfect formula? I mean, is there some ways, like, like with me, who is trying to write songs, it, it, do you te teach a class just how to harvest the ideas yeah, out man. of your brain? We don't really, um, well, we tackle a lot of subjects. I don't, uh, that's, that's a really, to me, that's a touchy side of things because, you know what's to say what's a good song yeah, and what's right, not yeah. you know and, and if you put a if you put a dollar value on it that kind of cheapens it a little bit yeah. but it's really to me about um more more not on the art side we're not really tackling too many topics that are on the art side right. we'll touch and graze on it but most of what we're we're trying to uh prepare bands for is again that kind of infrastructure side where they can develop street teams um right, how to yeah. use things like google drive effectively yeah. how to how to really um get the most out of their social media presence and what it means to own their own domain names um what it means to trademark and copyright and um you know and how to how to better monetize how to better produce sales from their merch lines and how to better um you know use the real estate of a stage so that they can put on a more effective and powerful show and leave a better impression with the people seeing them those are more of the, the the sides of things that we're that we're really tackling um because to me um on the musician side if I if I, if I booked if I put together a show and if I booked all the bands that I love all the bands that I'd want to see I, no one would be there because yeah, you know, I mean, I know how it's that like, is yeah, yeah it's like it would be a, it would be a it would be a, a crazy show you know but um um so I can't really speak on that side of things but what I what we what we really focus on is okay you've got something you know you learn to play this instrument the next step you know let's right, prepare yeah. so we really want to even um as we move forward with this program we really want to get in bed with a lot of uh, music schools and, oh, yeah. and things like that because again now that you've learned to play your instrument let's talk about the industry you're going into and if you really are considering it um to be an industry professional you know to me there's two different sides of this there's 
the hobbyist who gets a guitar for Christmas, yeah. and then they go out and they, they they chase chicks around and they get the free beer, and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then you also have the other flip side of the coin is the industry professional, the person who wants to take an original idea, original music, and they want to you know push it out there and they want to earn a living off of it. They want it to be supported um, on, a, on a larger scale. Those are the people that we want to that we want to kind of filter and grab a hold of. Those are the ones that we really want to, to be helping and and, uh, and giving more of a shot. Um, so that's that's the that's the direction that we're kind of headed with it, I guess. You know, so we're not really you know. I mean, I think you're. I think teaching people how to properly compose. Uh, what's in their mind? Yeah, and, yeah, just to is get important. It out. Yeah. yeah, is it is an important aspect, but but I think everybody's kind of got their own way of doing that. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to that's a hard thing to to teach. I think you know. And and you mentioned Ben, and I know personally being in bands, you know, making that leap from the hobby band, which I never liked, and yet that's what I always thought I was in, to that professional band, to yeah. that professional level. And unfortunately, nobody else in the band wanted to do that. But you know, that's one of the things that these workshops could do when you're when you're you're yeah. ready, like you you just kind of already said, you yeah. know, when you're ready to take that next step, that that this is this is a gr- great tool when you are ready to make yeah. this a career make this a profession exactly our members are finding other people in this community through the local music guild program and, and through these you know how to and instructional seminars and workshops and stuff they're finding other like-minded musicians that are because to me the minute you say okay i'm going to now put more effort and i'm going to put more money and i'm going to put more resources into growing my project now you're thinking in that direction of being that industry professional um you know it's you you and once you make that decision you know you want to be with other like-minded people and you want to be with people who can get you to the next step and i think that that's what i believe that's what what we're offering um with this program i think it's extremely important to have something like this in uh, communities like central florida because uh, again you know if it's this industry is changing drastically and it's it's open anybody can grab onto the reins and they can guide themselves and and guide what the future of this industry is going to be like you know you think about it like this mike like so who's your favorite painter you know who's your favorite you know artist that paints with brushes and paints and i mean bob ross is great and everybody (laughs) but but since bob ross who do who do you know and you think about this there used to be a time um where painters were a big deal and you know they used to be the rock stars of their time and and then canvases became cheaper and and brushes became cheaper and, and tools became cheaper and, and paints became more accessible and and so then as everybody w- was able to get all, get a hold of these tools that industry kind of collided and collapsed a little bit it's still very it's still a that community's big but it's it's comprised of a lot of hobbyists you know and the and, and you need venues yeah. to tell you who's who to premiere and feature the best of the best we, we go to museums you know what i mean that's where yeah, you go yeah. you go and fa- you go to art shows we still need we need to really um, pay, pay attention to that because I believe that the art community for the music side is changing in that same way where the equipment and the, the lessons and the musicians are getting more accessible and so we need to have events and shows you know anybody can create a really great sounding album anymore because the technology in the studio has 
come a, such a such a long way. So you can't really judge a good band by it, by the album, in my opinion. I believe that you have to see them just like you would go out and see an art show. You need some guidance from people. Uh, who are premiering and featuring the best of the best on stages and seeing that performance art happening, you know, with the music, with the energy of the band and conveying emotion and, 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 and all that happening. So, you know, that's, that's, um, to me, that's where this program comes in. It's getting the bands to be able to do that effectively so that when they, they are spotlighted and highlighted on the stage, they can put a, together uh, something really powerful that will last, you know, uh, for everybody who's there, you know? So... Okay, Ben, uh, that sounds great. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My uh, ben, my guest today is Ben Gardner from OrlandoBands.com. As we're talking about uh, this local music guild, you're listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Front Row uh, Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Front Row uh, Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. With me today is Ben Gardner from uh, OrlandoBands.com, talking about this local music guild. And Ben's pleasure, honor you could join us and tell us all about this. And here we are in... Uh, uh, West Orange County, and uh, is this the uh, the neighborhood that Florida forgot, or do you are you are in this area a lot? Or um, I'm kind of all over the place anymore. You know <laughs> what I mean? As a matter of fact, I think I got to be in. I mean, even not even just here. I think we got an event in West Palm coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we got to be in Miami in the next oh, couple wow. of weeks, and we got to be. Yeah, we're kind of all over. I will say a lot of the stuff that we're doing though here in the central Florida area is Sanford. Um, we do a ton of events out there with uh, the West End Trading Company in Celery City yeah, out oh, there. Yeah, yeah, no, those. Uh, fantastic places to go and visit if you're not from the area or to, you know to make a home out of if you're if you're here in the area. Um, huge huge supporters of the local music scene and they they're they are tearing it up, man. They put on some of the best street festivals and parties that you know that that we do. Um, <laughs> So it's great to work with them and work with the city of Sanford out there too. Uh, you know, we we really get a, a we do a lot out there. I think I think the majority of all of our festivals and shows are out there. You know, just the city's very accommodating, very easy to work with. You know, and and everybody really uh, has a great time out there. You know, so. And one thing, Ben, since we're talking about off the air, I guess we'll talk with all of our radio friends here about how you were doing the sound for the. Pints and Paws Beer Festival in, in yeah, Sanford, yeah. and how, how neat, neat that that was. So, do you do a lot of beer festivals? We do a ton of beer festivals. We do beer festivals all year long. It seems like, um, yeah, we we did the Spring Festival out there with Hollabox, uh, Hollabox um, out there, uh, which was a German festival. We do uh, we do the Pints for Paws every year with the West End Trading Company again. Uh, coming up, we've got the Hurricane Party, which is a really amazing uh, festival for, for music. We, we're bringing in a lot of really great headliners on that one this year. Um, and then we also do uh, the Sanford Music Festival out there. We did um, the Health Festival out there just a few weeks ago. Uh, we did, we, yeah, it's just, it, it's endless uh, how many different shows and events and then we also have a reoccurring event that we do out there called second saturdays in sanford which uh, we do at the west end out there as well too and um so we're kind of all over um you know uh at least out there 
two or three times a month, it seems like, you know, um, with either the mobile stage systems or, you know, in some capacity. So, but, and then we also have, um, I should mention too, the, the Copper Rocket, where we're going to be having our release party, our launch party for the Local Music Guild on May 18th. You can go to localmusicguild.com. We have a promo video up there. You can check out. But every Tuesday night, starting at 8 o'clock, we do uh, an open mic there at the Copper Rocket. So if anybody's into that, come on out. It's a blast. And then our live streams, again, are for the Local Music Guild um, out of our studio are um, at 7 p.m. every Thursday. And if you guys are interested in being on that show, uh, you just go to localmusicguild.com forward slash join the show or just click on the join the show link and it'll take you right in and you, there's a little form you can fill out and uh yeah i mean we'll help help push whatever people have got going on you know and bring them in and and uh, have them perform or whatever you know so so ben with this open mic you have can i just bring my my, my bass and somehow i get together with the band is that how it, how it works or yeah group together or that happens a lot, man. Um, we've got a really great crowd out there. There's some really great players, and uh, you know, and everybody loves meeting each other, performing together, and uh, collaborating and stuff on the stage yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it can totally do that. Yeah, it's a blast, you know. And now, Ben, you had mentioned about you know these uh, TV shows, these these live broadcasts, and you yeah, mentioned yeah. we'll start with the uh, you know the performance aspects of it. So I mean the bands. So so how do you get usually these bands to perform? Is a situation that you do an interview or you you do a whole thing with them or? So um, there's a couple different ways that we do it. Uh, we'll either bring them in for an interview. Sometimes the bands might be a little too heavy or, um, you know, if like it's a really, you know, heavy metal band or something like that or a death metal band or black metal or something like that. Um, sometimes we've had them on the show. We've had them perform on the show. But sometimes it's easier to just play a track off the album yeah, or yeah. If, if the whole band can't make it, you know, um, yeah, or if they're, yeah. if they're on tour and they have a short time frame, it's easier to just kind of do an interview and then, you know, just show an album cover and play a little bit of the songs that, they, that they've got. So we'll do it that way. Now, the acoustic guys and duos and, and things like that that are a little bit more easy to manage and to set up in the studio real quick, we'll totally get a live performance from them. And then um, on the other side of that, that's what we do on the Thursday nights. We also have uh, the live showcases where we'll bring in an artist and have them actually play uh, like 30, 40 minute sets and, um, you know, talk about their music and and we'll live stream that like mini concert, you know, um, online for people to watch as well, too. So that's the other way of doing it, you know. Um, So, you know, we bring them in early. Get everything mic'd up. Get everything sounding good. You know, make sure it's all gonna you know go well, <laughs> and then uh, and then rock it out. You know, so yeah. Oh, fantastic, Ben. So you were talking about that you have a, a studio here, and is it right that you also have like rehearsal spaces, or I mean, you have resources sure. for yeah. bands to come in there? Yeah, um, we have a uh, we have a, a studio that's right off the uh, Maitland Boulevard I four exit, about two miles off of that uh, area. And uh, the room is extremely accommodating. You know, we do a lot of rehearsals. We've had all sorts of bands in there. Um, it's it's uh, big bands, small bands, some bands that come in there. I can't even believe that they're in there. You know what I mean? But um, a lot of uh, regional and touring and uh, a lot of local guys come in and use it regularly. Uh, a lot of rehearsal, you know, a lot of rehearsal stuff. And then, uh, again, we also do tracking in there and a little bit of recording. And then, you know, new is the live streaming side of it that we're, you know, live streaming out of the studio. And we're doing a three-camera shoot 
um, that we live switch. We have a uh, live switching software on a computer, and it and uh, we can put in the lower thirds and the graphics and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, so we're we're live streaming right out of there. And if anybody's interested in starting their you know uh, a, some kind of a live streaming show or something, I think we're going to be starting a. Um, a comedy hour with Hannibal Collins, who's a local comedian in the area, and I think he's uh, going to be starting up a comedy hour out of the studio as well too. So there's uh, there's probably going to be branching off on some content like that uh, out of the studio as well too. You know, so but uh, yeah, a little bit of everything coming out of there. You know, yeah, that, that's great, uh, Ben. That you're now expanding with this uh, comedy. So you know, we're talking about comedy, we're talking about music. Do you work with a lot of like? comic uh you know musicians or musicians that are also you know comedians or yeah um it does kind of double up and we even have musicians that are you know spoken word artists that do poetry and stuff too so yeah you'll kind of you'll kind of see that um we usually uh don't combine we have in the past i can't say that we we don't normally right. um combine comedy shows with with our live music and our festivals and stuff but i will have comedians come out and host and mc events because they do very well with it you know um so they they make great hosts and mcs <laughs> so um but the uh we don't really we really haven't produced a whole lot of comedy events now that open mic I was talking about at the copper rocket we'll have co- comedians come in every once in a while there but we're not um we're not really like actively producing you know comedy events you know what I mean so just more just on the music side more than anything else so is it possible again if I came came in with my bass I could play a song with somebody and do a set of co- comedy yeah absolutely man <laughs> for sure for sure yeah yeah we've 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 had that happen, so oh, yeah, it's already yeah, been, been done there. And I mean, with these open mics, Ben, do you th- you think it is helpful for bands, especially beginning bands? Uh, uh, you know, an easy w- way to get in front of an audience that the bands tend to feel more calm or more at at, at ease because everyone's just there to have a good time. Yeah, open mics are great, man. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I think it's where a lot of performances start. We've had countless people who have performed for the first time at our open mic, which I think is great. And then I've seen them over time move on to performing on shows and then even some of the festivals that we do. So um, it's really neat to see somebody at the very beginning develop like that. Um, And also the open mics are great for us because, again, our internship programs that we have, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, they come in at all different experience levels, obviously, but some of them uh, don't know as much as others. And the open mics are great places to teach them, uh, you know, the signal flow how to do a little bit of stage managing and stuff like that. And uh, and we do take out, like, you know, when we do these things, we take out digital consoles. Um, on that one, we usually take out, like, a Behringer XR18 or, you know, and, and show them how all that stuff works. So they get to learn that all those things before we put them on the larger shows. So it's, you know, we can totally mess up. It's open mic, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, so it's, it's not just good for the musicians to get started and get their chops up and stuff and learn how to be in front of an audience, but it's, it's even good for our future engineers and, and uh, yeah, sound yeah. guys who, are, who, who we're, we're bringing up out into the community as well too, you know? So, so we, we love doing it over there. Though. We've been doing that open mic for... I, years now, I can't even remember how many years, but um, the people over at the Copper Rocket are fantastic. They 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 just really uh, they've run a really great room over there, and um, and uh, we appreciate all their support. 
And it seems, Ben, that, you, you know, you're very patient and encouraging with these levels. You know, you, you start, you know, start with open mics and then you, you move up and that's what you feel. You've got to be comfortable because at a certain point, even with me, you know, it took a little longer to get into that groove. But sure. once you did, sure. once you said, now I'm ready, now I've got the confidence and passion, then yeah. there you go. Huh? Yeah, that's right, man. I mean, it took it took 10 years easy to get Orlando Bands to where it is now. Um, you know, again, OrlandoBands.com. But, um, yeah, it all takes it, – uh, time is the biggest investment in, in any of this. It's yeah. just how it works. You just gotta you just got to saturate yourself long enough to where people are paying attention and you've got enough experience to, to pull off what it is. So, you know, we're doing open mics and we're doing shows with 10,000 people. Wow. So – you know, we're we're on one side of it and, and then on the other side. And it's great because we can we're catching like a net, we're catching artists and bands again in their infancy and and grabbing them before they make some hardcore mistakes, you know, and then and in helping them out, you know, understanding you know, um, understanding what they need to do to get those projects off the ground is at, at the very beginning, you know, having agreements between the bands like, a, uh, uh, you know, is a big thing. Knowing what's going to happen with money and assets when it starts coming in so it doesn't lead to arguments and breakups in the band and knowing how to handle if somebody needs to leave the band appropriately and and, and how to leave a band appropriately and not leave them hanging and, you know, just all sorts of things, you know, kind of teaching the ethics side of, of being in that project and, and how to how to, uh, you know, how to really get a good response from the music community. It's it's really important. You know, it's really important. And uh, I'm you know, I'm I'm very blessed to be able to, to do this for a living. You know, I, I love it. And uh, yeah, but it does take a lot of work. You know, everything does anything you anything worthwhile always takes a lot of work, you know. And then it's so great that, you know, to hear that you have workshops, you have classes about, you know, band ethics and, you know, talking these things out. Because I actually, between the time I booked a band and by, by the time they were going to actually be here at Front Row, they actually broke up. So yeah. I'm just wondering <laughs> if they had some of your classes, if, yeah. if they took some of, of these, uh, you know, that if that can actually prevent some of these problems. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if you can't stand the smell of each other's farts in the van. In the van you know you got a problem you know what i mean so um yeah man i i think that um i think that a lot of people uh, even on on both sides of this this is the crazy thing i think when people start bands they have an expectation of what this industry is and i think that when people go into the music industry even on uh the level of where we're getting students that are coming in who want to be engineers and producers and work in the and, and work in the management side and stuff they have an expectation level of what this industry is, but it seems like you never really know what it really is until you get into it. And and it's it's one of these it's it's an industry that's really um, front stage a lot. You get to see the curtain after it opens. You get to see the performance. It's a very attractive industry. It's a very exciting industry, and people see that side of it, but they're not seeing the backstage side of it right, as much, yeah. and they're not understanding... Um, yeah, okay, what you're doing on the stage is, is a show, you're putting on a show, but they call it a show for a reason because it's not the reality of what happens the rest of those 22 hours of the day uh, that leads up to that two-hour performance, you know? So... Um, I think a lot of people, when they get into it, they run into 
uh, situations and they run into things and they run into environments that they didn't even know that were part of this entertainment industry. They didn't under, they didn't they didn't fully understand what they were getting into. And especially on the band side, it could be they didn't have a, a, a they didn't have the proper. Uh, perform uh, agreements with the band at the very beginning. They 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 all didn't understand the direction they were headed. Um, some people might have had other commitments that kept them from touring or whatever it is, you know, or they just missed out on opportunities because they just weren't prepared. And same thing on the industry side for students coming into it that want to get involved in this industry. I don't think they understand that this industry is small, and the only way you're really going to get a job is somebody has to lose theirs first. Um, there just isn't a whole lot of people waiting to give new engineers and technicians jobs, um, uh, you know, on the rock side. Corporate side is a little different, but but on the rock side, it just doesn't work that way. So you really have to kind of either make it on your own and develop something on your on your own, uh, which takes a lot of time and energy. Or you just have to simply wait for somebody to give up their job and hope that your timing's right and you get into it. You know what I mean? So, um so especially on the recording studio side, I, I see students that are going to some of these schools paying uh, upwards of eighty to $100,000 to go to these schools, and they're trying to be recording artists. And it's, it's, kind, of, um, it's kind of heartbreaking in some ways because there just aren't that many positions out there yeah. for them. You know? And so I think those expectation levels lead to a lot of disappointment and frustration for a lot of people. And, and, and so a year or two down the road, when all these things start popping up, they don't know how to properly handle. It yeah, can yeah. lead to the demise of their projects, you know, and 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 it, that's discouraging. You know, I don't want to be part of an industry that uh, that does that to people. I want to be part of an industry that's healthy, and I think that that's why this local music guild program is important, is uh, because it can better prepare artists and 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 people that are getting into this industry, those industry professionally minded people. It can better prepare them. Um, for what challenges lie ahead, challenges that I've been through, challenges that my team have been through, and challenges that our advisory board members have been through, and challenges that we've that we've seen and that we know, you know. So um, I think it's very important, you know. Okay, uh, Ben, that sounds great. What we are going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for our final segment. My guest today is Ben Gardner from OrlandoBands.com, talking about the local music guild. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Front Row uh, Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And uh, please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Front Row a Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, uh, Florida. And uh, with me today is Ben Gardner from OrlandoBands.com, talking about this local music guild. And, uh, Ben, we've been talking all about, you know, this uh, local music guild, and uh, we're talking about how social media and how digital media and how now the internet i mean how much percentage do you think this local music uh, guild kind of relies on you know the, the the internet and social media i mean is there still the going out there pop 
pounding the terra firma? Is there still getting out there? Or? Um, well, the, our platform with the local music guild is really built a lot on you know we absolutely need the internet, right? Because all of our uh, all of our sessions and everything are all being live streamed to Facebook right now. Um, it, it was a real toss up on which platform to go with between that and YouTube, but that's I'll save that for another day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it, yeah, the, the Internet's huge for us. The social media side, that's where we're seeing a lot of our um, new members coming in through, and that's where, we, that's where the, the, the portal kind of lies. But, again, um, the one thing that we're doing a little bit differently than, than I think uh, other live streaming shows and things like that is not only are we using the local music guild as a vehicle for Orlando bands to spread out of Central Florida, but we're also bringing people kind of into the community because we're doing the live shows as well. So not only is it, um, you know, we're kind of combining live with the with the digital performances. You know, when we do these shows, we see a lot of people on their cell phones just kind of perusing Facebook and stuff. And that was a really big... Uh, that was a really big trigger for me. It was like, okay, well, if you're going to be at a show with a band in front of you playing and you're not going to pay too much attention, but you're going to scroll through Facebook, we'll put that band on Facebook. So you'll run into them there too. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, just try to, just try to infiltrate as many, uh, as many, uh, sides of it as we can, you know? So I, I think it's, um, I, th- I think that uh, I think both are needed, both both sides of it. You can't have one without the other, you know. So live performances goes hand hands and hand in hand with the social media stuff, you know. So, oh, so I mean, Ben, do you encourage bands then to do like Facebook Live? Do you encourage bands to f- to film and maybe more professionally if they could? I mean, is that yeah. is that another service that you offer, helping bands with their videos? Or yeah, absolutely, we do. Um, just a few weeks ago, we helped an artist here in town who had a really cool parody song of uh, Don McLean's American Pie, he did uh, he did it as Game of Thrones, this Targaryen guy instead. So I switched it all out and did a comedy thing with it. And so we helped him out with the recording on it. And then we also put him in front of the green screen wearing costumes from Game of Thrones and, and doing the song and stuff. And um, I think that that kind of stuff is is what artists need. They need to stay trendy. They need to do things that are fun and, and that can really push their music um, what, but what you don't want is you don't want bands and artists who are taking their phones and shooting themselves in the bathroom mirror or getting inside their car, driving around and talking about what they've got coming up and this and that. Um, I, I just that that really drives me nuts because what's happening in those situations and these guys don't even realize it is they are humanitizing themselves. They're they're bringing themselves down to a level that's very unattractive. I feel so. You're sitting in your car and you're talking to me about your show or whatever and you're driving around. First of all, it's stupid dangerous. Uh, secondly, yeah, yeah. secondly, it I can do that. I have that technology. I have a phone. I have a car I can drive around. And I, you're doing nothing that I can't already do. You're doing right, nothing yeah. that no 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid can't do. The the thing about being a, a rock star, the thing about being a, a star of any sort is that you, you're doing things that are... Uh, ex- extraordinary or you're leaving an impression on somebody and, and you're influencing them because they, they want to look up to you or see you in a different light than how they see themselves. They want to either aspire to be like you or they want to be influenced by you. And how on earth are you going to influence anybody just doing the exact same thing that they are already doing? Yeah. You've got to break out of those shells. And while that 
phone of yours, that new Apple phone, whatever, which I don't know why you'd ever buy one. It doesn't even have an eighth inch jack. You can't even play music out of it because you forget the little dongle, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, any, <laughs> my rant for the day. Um, but don't don't uh, when you when you go into this stuff, think about entertainment. Think about the stuff that that you're entertained by. You know, I think about the things that that you see that that make you say wow because that's the realm you should be thinking uh, for your music and thinking of your project you are an entertainer I don't care about your music I don't care when I when I, when I tell people I wear my promoter's hat with hats with the, when I when we book bands I don't care about your music at that point I don't care how good you are um, I, it doesn't matter to me what your song is saying because at the end of the day to expect your song to cut through the noise pollution of a bar covered by yeah. televisions and covered by with people on their phones and, and, and people incoherent and, and drunk. And you're telling me that your song about how your heart got broke is just going to cut through all of that noise pollution and distraction and really strike all those people. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to be doing something. You have to be entertaining on the stage. You have to be able to captivate people outside of the music and then draw them into it. I think, uh, so I think the same thing works with your social media and, and your website presence and everything if it looks like something that anyone can do what's the big deal why should I get into it if it's something that's not you know that's not bigger than me you know people want to be a part of things that are bigger than themselves so um, you know I think it's it's time for bands to stop going through the motions of what's been done in the past it's time to break f- through that and start getting creative and imaginative and start doing some, some I mean we have all the tools everything's there you can do some amazing things so it's time to start applying that and and blowing people's minds you know um, and if you're not doing that then you're not going anywhere you know so I so I do agree that yes create those videos get your content out there and stuff but do it in a way that you're not wasting people's time and you're not you're not belittling you're not putting yourself down you're not bringing yourself down to a level that that uh, isn't entertaining or isn't attractive, you know? And, you know, I'll just share with you, Ben, and our audience that, you know, you're talking about unique. Because there's a guy on YouTube, I'm not sure what his name is, but he actually went to Africa to play the song Africa. I don't know if you're familiar with this. He went down under to play the, you know, to Australia (laughs) to play the song. You know, I mean, he was probably there on vacation or something. But, you know, those are the type of unique things that you're not going to see every day. So so you're saying is make something, you know, unique, something that you go, wow, you actually did that because that will help you in the long run. Yeah. And and think of it this way too. It's not a when the minute you hit the stage, it's not about it's not about you. It's right. not about how well rehearsed you've been or anything like that. Which it's all important stuff, but it's about that crowd. And if you're not if you're not entertaining that crowd, if you're not yeah. doing something with them, you're not going to gain them as fans. So you know, like you were asking about the the relativity and how it works with the uh, social media side. I think it's great, but I think that people need to use a little imagination on how they use these tools because instead of just putting up another post, a dry post about your upcoming show, um, why not use Facebook this way? You can go on Facebook and I can find out if I've got a show coming up in like three weeks, I can find out whose birthdays on my friends list are coming up that week. So invite them out to a birthday show and make it about them. Get them a cake, put their name on it. If there's more people, then you just get a bigger cake and you write more names on it, you know, and you make it big. What what could happen with that is these people get invited to come out and do something that's about them. So they're going to invite their friends, their coworkers, families, people who may have never even considered seeing your band play. Yeah. And then when you bring that person up 
and you sing to them happy birthday and your awesome death metal style or your rock and roll style or your reggae style or whatever and you embarrass the crap out of them up on stage all those people who came to see them are now going to like you you just created an in again the music was just the 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 now the music was there but what really drew them in was that connection that you just created and now they're now you've opened up the doors for them to give your music an actual chance you know now you've given them the the opportunity to talk about you the next day you know at work you know some of these people may not go to shows very often so you could be the biggest thing they've seen in a long time creating some avenues and ways um, to get people into the show is is a big deal to me because if you're just depending on the crowd that's there, you're not going to get unless you've got a good crowd already. If you're trying to build a crowd, it's not a good strategy because you're going to be dependent on what's inside of that room. And the only people that are inside that room are the ones that have paid the ticket to get in there. You need to somehow get to these people that are outside of the room and get them in, you know? That's why I love street festivals. I love street festivals because bands can draw and stir up a crowd at a street festival. People have the opportunity to stop, look at the band, decide whether or not they like them, and either move over to the kitty blow-up inflatables or move over to the ice cream cones or the food vendors or whatever. They can move on. But if if you're a good entertainer, and a good performer and your music's not half bad you have a chance at influencing and gaining fans that normally never were there to even see you in the first place that's why i love street festivals bands should try to get in as many street festivals and and outdoor performance areas like that as possible you know Okay, Ben, we appreciate your time. But before we go, I just wanted to go over, you know, the, the exact websites and the exact process if people are interested in how to get, uh, you know, in, involved in the local music guild. So if you could kind of tell sure. us uh, all, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So you can go OrlandoBands.com is our, our, our website there. So you can go to OrlandoBands.com. Um, if you're interested in the local music guild program, definitely go to localmusicguild.com. You can see past episodes of music performances, get an idea of what we're doing. Tune in on Thursday nights when we go live. If you're interested in joining the show, you can click on join the show or go to localmusicguild.com forward slash join the show and um, fill out the form and we'll reach out to you and get you going. And then uh, May 18th is our big release party. So what we're doing is we're live streaming from the studio all afternoon until 7 p.m. Doing all sorts of interviews and and segments. We've got people joining us from all over the place for it. It's going to be awesome. And then from 8 p.m. until midnight, we'll be at the Copper Rocket in Maitland. And uh, we're going to be kicking off the launch party there. And everybody can come out and shake hands and meet and mingle. We'll have live music performances and, and some giveaways and all sorts of stuff. So if you guys are in the area... Uh, put it on the calendar. Come out and join us, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, and so we really appreciate your time. Any final thoughts or anything else we should uh, know or anything else uh, coming coming up? Or um, That's pretty much it, Mike. You're the man. I appreciate you having us back on, man. It's, it's been awesome, man. So I really dig what you're doing. And, uh, I, you know, I appreciate your support for the local scene, man. I think it's awesome. So thank you. Thank you so much. Sure, my pleasure. Okay, my guest has been Ben Gardner from OrlandoBands.com talking about this local music uh, guild. Definitely got to check that uh, out. And you've been listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the, the Central Florida Buzz here at uh, Front Row uh, Sports Bar and Grill, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. And please catch us again next time.
You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.